Can I get a show of hands of anybody in here who has a Netflix account? Don't be shy, we'll get a little interactive here. Okay, so that's pretty much everybody. What a, can I get a show of hands who has a social media account? All right, that's pretty good. If you have an AM, FM radio at your house right now, not in your car, but at your house, can I get a show of hands? Okay, cool. All right, all right. So, so we have some people here that are consuming content. That's the point of that interactive experience. My company, what we do is we focus on really getting to the root of what people find attractive about content, what people connect with about that content and that creative. We believe, as many others do, that social media, the internet, whatever you want to call it, it's just a state of attention, right? So back in the day, you had the AM FM radio, which some people in this room are still uh, <laughs> interacting with in their homes and in their cars. You also have social media accounts, which every day is producing more and more content uh, and pushing out more and more content. Uh, we have Netflix, which has basically completely changed the landscape of how we consume content. You no longer gather around the TV anymore waiting for Party of Five to come on or whatever show you happen to be watching these days. I'm, uh, I'm doing some you know, old school Party of Five nostalgia episodes. But, <laughs> but the, the point is you watch it when you want to watch it now. And if you want to watch 27, seasons, um, 27 episodes sorry, of Lost in a row, you have the, the right and the means to do that. So everything's changing. Culture's changing. The way we consume creative is changing. Content is changing. And, and we're really focused on that. We're focused on watching that and seeing where that goes next. So that's what we do. So one more interactive question. How many people here have been to Miami before? Okay, the, the weather in Miami is the complete 180 of what we're experiencing today. <laughs> but nonetheless, there is a neighborhood in Miami called Wynwood. Anybody ever been to Wynwood? Anybody ever? One guy. Okay, cool. The rest of you guys, if you get a chance, me and him, we can give you some good tips on how to get around Wynwood, but please take a visit there someday because what they've been able to do there is absolutely incredible. They took a neighborhood about 10 years ago that was completely industrial, completely low income. Um, you know, it was sheet metal factories and workshops and, you know, construction shops. And they started to bring in some artists. They started to bring in some creative people. They started to bring in pop-ups and fashion, uh, painters, street artists. And that's what it used to look like right there. And that's what it's starting to look like today. So they're literally getting creative on buildings. I mean, people are painting the water towers. It, it's insane there. The energy is infectious. It's exciting. And I think when you, feel, uh, when you go there, you can definitely feel something happening. Here's a few more pictures. So you see what the artists have been able to do. So they're bringing in some pretty big names too now. You got David Cho, who, if any of you know, did the Facebook mural. He's like worth $500 million now. Shepard Ferry, you know, very famous street artist. Uh, Invader. These are very big names. Banksy-affiliated people um, making millions of dollars, transforming this neighborhood, all because of the seed the spark, the idea of what creativity can do, all because of someone's vision, a social entrepreneur who decided, let's change the way this place looks and let's change the way this place's energy hits people. So there's power in creativity. 
is the point that I'm trying to get across. So much power that today you have a Fendi there. <laughs> you have a Prada there. You have a Gucci there. And they're basically knocking down the door to get into this neighborhood. And that's what creativity can do. And that's the whole point of this talk today. So I ask you guys, as I'm standing up here, what are you doing for your companies that's creative? You know, what effort are you putting out there? Because if these people can do this with a rundown industrial neighborhood, what spark and what seed is out there that you're bringing forth? Now, we all watched a good friend of mine this morning, Kelly Campbell, give a talk. She gave a wonderful talk on pulling profit from the center. And, um, but the point is, Kelly has a podcast, right? Kelly started her podcast uh, a little while ago. And you know, I'm assuming that when Kelly started her podcast, it, you know, it, was, a, it was a slow burn, right, Kelly? You know, it took some time to gain some fun. <laughs> Are you guys all freaking out because of that cappuccino machine going off back there? It's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, so Kelly started a podcast. And you know, in the beginning, it was tough. It was difficult. But she kept at it, and she kept grinding. And the point of the story is today, she has a sponsor, you know, Workamajig. Uh, it's opening up new revenue opportunities for her. Um, it's opening up speaking opportunities for her, all because she took this one little seed and this one little spark was inspired and decided to grow that. I did the same thing in the beginning of this year. I was getting about 20 views on my LinkedIn profile a day, right, in January. I started producing content daily, uh, getting creative about what I was doing, not being afraid if it, you know, if I said um in it or, you know, I looked weird in the lighting or the quality wasn't perfect. And I started to put out something every day, just a little bit of something, whatever I could do. If I could make it on my phone, I did it on my phone. If I had to sit down in Premiere or After Effects, uh, I, I did it there. Whatever it was, though, I stuck to the discipline of creating something every single day. And in two months, uh, that view count went to 220. Right? So that's just organic. And that's just from producing some content every day. Now, if you're out there on three platforms, on four platforms doing the same thing, figuring out a way that your team can efficiently create content and get it out there like that, short form, long form, doesn't matter form, just get it out there. Imagine the growth you could see organically in a six month period, in a 12 month period. So the point of that story is start somewhere and you know, don't be afraid to get started producing your own content because it does help uh, organically. Now you might be sitting there thinking, well, I'm not an artist, I'm not a creative. You know, I'm a bookkeeper. I'm a CPA. Where's my man that's the CPA? There he is, back there. Listen, bro, you know how much information you got in your head that all of us could use? <laughs> you know how valuable your content is? Super valuable. So the point is, you don't have to be a video editor. You don't have to be a creative. You don't even have to be good on camera to put something out there, right? And here's a perfect example. Coles. Anybody know about this story? Kohl's accepts Amazon returns because the process of returning packages on Amazon is god-awful. So if anyone's ever had to go through that churn, let me tell you, this is a godsend. So what Kohl's started doing is accepting Amazon packages, right? And through doing that, they were able to get 56% new shoppers in the door. Now, I'm not saying sales. I'm talking traffic, strictly traffic. But the bottom line is you don't have to be a creative to come up with something creative. Whoever came up with that idea, that was business intelligence. So it's all about your value. We all have something 
figure out your value and just express it, you know? Figure out what you have that's valuable, figure out a way to put it into a piece of content, and, and just get started. Express that content. Now I know what you might be saying. I have no time. A lot of us run agencies. Or I have no money. You know, how am I supposed to pay for all this? Um, but what you really need to start doing is saying, I have no excuse. That's really it. Because there's a lot of companies out there who are figuring out ways to get this done, and excuses is the number one way to not get it done. So if you have no time, hire somebody. If you have no money, do it yourself. And if you have no time and you have no money, get an intern. <laughs> so Jim, Jim has asked for takeaways, right? We've all been pressured horribly by Jim and mandated that everybody out here get some type of takeaway from this talk. So this is mine, the most important thing. Understand the culture and the context of your creative and your content. For instance, my man, the CPA in the back, he's not gonna do well with meme campaigns, all right? Because his audience in the financial world, they're probably not gonna respond well to those, but if he had a blog, if he had a podcast, if he started writing articles on LinkedIn, he'd probably position himself very well with his content. So understand your audience and understand what they care about. Then start producing content about that that you're passionate about. You have to find a voice and you have to find an audience. But in order to do that, you've got to really understand the culture that we're living in and the creative context of your audience. Context is super important. Now I'm going to show you a little example. We did both of those things for a beard oil company, which, you know, that's pretty narrow about who's going to use that product. My man right here ain't using beard oil, right? He's not using it, but this guy right here, it's right for him. So how did we use context and culture to do this? We took $120, right? And we reached 100,000 people with it. How did we do that, you know? We did it by having a keen understanding of content and culture and the context of that content. These are beard oil guys. Like, how hard is it, you know? How hard is it to find people with beards, you know, in a crowd? <laughs> what did we do on social media? We targeted people who follow the Beard and Mustache Championships, you know? We targeted people who already follow other beard brands. We targeted people who, I forget, what did we do? Oh, are the age 20 to 25, because pretty much everybody today has a beard who's 20 to 25. The whole point is, it was context and culture that got us those results. Now, you see that beautiful man right there? <laughs> that is Robert Redford in the movie Jeremiah Johnson. And he is nodding approvingly after catching a fish in the stream. We took that four second clip, right? And what we did was we ran it on a loop and we pushed that clip and that creative out to some beard people. And they just ran with it. Once I saw the organic numbers come in, I was like, guys, just put 50 bucks behind this and let's see what happens. And that's what happened when we put 120 in, you know, over a 35-day period. So you really can't ask for better results. I mean, if you try to run an ad in a magazine, you know, if you try to get a pop-up booth somewhere, it's going to cost you money. But where for $120 can you create a top funnel marketing audience of 108,000 people who've engaged with your content. So that's how important understanding context and culture is, you know, of your ad creative. You've got to. You have to understand what you're putting out there. And humor is huge, especially on social media. So types of creative today. 
This is a big one. And I know some people are going to get pissed off about this, that writing is so small in the middle. And I'm with you. You know, I'm a writer at heart. I'm a reader sometimes. Yeah, I know. But those other three are absolutely crushing it in terms of the money you're going to spend if you decide to go paid and the impression and the results you're going to get if you decide to go organic. That's the, that's the difference, right? So audio, audio has been around forever. People have been listening to things since the 70s, probably before that, you know? I'm just making a joke there. Probably since the beginning of time, people have been listening to audio. So graphics, nothing new there, right? There's nothing new about graphics, and there's nothing really new about video. We've been watching video forever, commercials, movies, TV shows. It's just now the internet can support high quality, it can support the amount of creative content that's gonna go on when it has to do with audio, graphics, and video. Uh, writing, I'm still a firm believer in. It's just that the way people are consuming content and creative is changing. Um, it, it just is, the mobile phone is doing that. People don't have as much time now to read when they're on mobile devices. And as far as mobile traffic is concerned, it, you know, somewhere around last year, it reached about 60% of you know, web traffic. So I'm not saying writing's going anywhere. I'm saying take your long form writing and turn it into this also. That's the point. Have a blog. Have six blogs. You know, write books. Do it all. But don't forget about turning it into those other things so people can get a taste of what you're doing. You know? So this is how culture is currently consuming content. And I narrowed it down to pretty much the four most popular things. Um, two of these are real big on paid media. You have the 15 second video. Uh, and you have a five-second video. Those are real big, those are optimized, right? So if you're running ads on Facebook or on Instagram or on YouTube, that's really where you wanna be. People don't have time if they don't know your brand to sit around watching a 30 to 45 second commercial. Save the 30 to 45 second stuff for your longer form content where you're explaining you know, tips and tricks and educating people. They may stick around for more of that. Use it organically as well. And audio? Uh, even though you know podcast lengths vary, I would stick to two to, uh, two to ten minute clips, just to give people a taste of what you guys are doing, and then lead them to the next thing, which is develop what we call north star content. Right? You need that north star content, something you can push everybody towards. Now it could be a website with a resource center, it could be your podcast, it could be a web video blog, um, it could be a book. You know, I definitely recommend also monetizing your North Star content somehow. Push your users towards that. That's where you're gonna see your longer form content. But use social and use these other things to push people towards that and gain users. So where's the future going? For creative, this is really where it's at. Um, as we see these industries start to grow and transform and change, we're gonna see voice become very big. And what voice is gonna do is it's going to replace typing. Not completely, but to a certain extent. You are no longer gonna have to walk over to the thermostat someday. You're just gonna say, turn it up to 84 degrees or turn it down to 65 degrees. Voice is not gonna go in everything that we use, but it's gonna go in the things that are the most easily available to us to use. So your phone, you're talking about your, your home, your office, Someday we're all gonna have some type of voice component, which is, it's already happening, it's just not fully adopted for the masses yet. It's in early adoption mode. But someday it's gonna be there. So your agency 
if it isn't thinking about how am I going to create or be in that space today, what's going to happen when it comes along and you're left out in the cold? So I, I beg you to at least take a look at voice, look at, look at some of the things that are out there already, like Amazon skills, um, Google voice applications, and see if you can fit something in there right now to start growing some type of authority on there, much the way it's a pain in the neck these days to try to rank for a keyword if you're starting a business today. You know, the people who've been around for longer kind of have authority on that. So at some point, Google AdWords was new too. You know, people had no idea what it was and it was something new and, you know. Um, AR, augmented reality, you know, if there's something that you guys can do to get into that sector. Today, it's very expensive, right? You try to develop an AR app today, it's thousands and thousands of dollars, but just like the way email marketing has drag and drop, just like the way Squarespace came around, there's gonna be something for that too. So it's just inevitable. VR, <laughs> I mean, how many people are ready for when their grandkids are running around their house with a headset on in some mythical land battling creatures, you know? But when they, that guy raised his hand in the back over there. But when, when those creatures are wearing a t-shirt that has a logo on it, you know, that needs to be our client's logo or your client's logo or somebody, it's gonna be somebody's client's logo. That's the point. Video is obviously uh, wildly popular today. Oh, and if I start running out of time, just throw a Jolly Rancher at me, okay? I won't sue you. <laughs> um, so for the video, it's, it's not gonna go away, it's gonna change. Netflix has just launched the ability to now choose the end of your series. So when all of you are watching television shows in five years, you're gonna choose what happens on the show. There's gonna be multiple forms of content available for your choices. So that's how you're gonna interact with video. And that's not gonna go anywhere. You know, it's already here. It's already being developed. Audio, um, I just don't think audio is ever gonna go away because it allows us to keep working while we consume. It allows us to travel while we consume. It allows us to do a lot of things. You know, it allows us to do a lot of things while we're still consuming and learning and not have to, you know, have our eyes fixed on it. And then the last thing, of course, is IoT, Internet of Things. That's basically your fridge is gonna tell you when you're out of milk. It's gonna order it from whoever. It's gonna arrive at your door three days later. It's, everything's gonna be connected. Your thermostat, your, your lights, you know. So if you can fit into that sector with your agency or any of those sectors, just start exploring them. I'm not asking you to go out and develop stuff, but read up on it, because it's definitely coming. So one of the most important things, though, is whatever content you guys create, make sure it comes from your heart. You know, don't do it because that guy told you what to write or this is what you should be doing. Find something that you're uniquely passionate about because your unique passion is what makes you who you are in this world without getting too cheesy here, you know? It, it makes you who you are. So whatever you're into and your unique passion and your expression of that, it comes from here. And just stay true to that when you're creating this content, even if the world isn't ready for you yet. You know, 15 years ago, there were tons and tons of comic book nerds who were, nobody even paid attention to them. Now they have you know, blogs and videos and YouTube shows and Comic-Con is the biggest thing in the world. So just because the world hasn't come around yet doesn't mean the thing that you're passionate about and that you care about isn't important. So um, I really look forward to seeing what you guys create and thanks for having me.